You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 182, Goals versus Systems, part part one. That doesn't sound like a very sexy topic, but I promise you this is absolutely vital for those of us who want to lead successful lives and for those of us who want to lead successful organizations. And you say, well, Dave, well, you know, I don't really lead an organization, But you know what? You still have a role to play. And whether you're the number one leader or you're the number two leader or you're number five leader or you're somewhere even further down the food chain, we all have dreams. We all have visions and plans and ideas. And, you know, if you're part of an organization, you should be dreaming for your particular area of expertise, your department, your section, whatever whatever that might be, you should be uh, looking ahead and having ideas to make things better. And you say, well, Dave, they don't, they don't want me to do that. They want me to think just about what I'm doing today. And if that's the case, and that's where you've chosen to work, well, then, you know, good for you. But if you, have, if you aspire to something more, if if you want to be that person who's a who's an architect of change, who who helps an organization get better, who helps it to grow, and you have ideas and and things that that you know would actually help, and your company is not allowing you to do those things, it might be time to start working on your resume because you're just going to be unhappy. But not only are we talking about goals, and and, and we're going to talk about goals today, but this is a two part. Uh, show we're going to be talking about goals versus systems, and we're going to see how the two work together because they're both vitally important. So today we want to look at how important are goals and how do we set the right kind of goals. You know, we can have a vision, we can have an idea, we can have dreams, and we can make plans. But you know, unless we've got a means to get us there, it's like a chasm. And, and what, our, what our goals are is they're the bridge that take us to where we want to be. Our goals are the bridge that take us to the vision that we have for the future, for our own lives or for, for our organization. So how do we do that? I'm going to talk about how to set some goals. And you may have heard some of this stuff before. I'm going to talk about the SMART method of goal setting. But um, we're, we're going to look at it in the context of our organizations and also make some allusions to, to our own personal lives because it's good to see how they fit together. The first type of goal that we should set, the first thing that we should do when we're setting goals is to make it specific. Because if, as an individual, you have a general goal of getting out of debt, 
That's awesome. But everybody wants to get out of debt. How do you do that? So a specific goal for you and for your family might be to pay off one credit card over the next 12 months. Because if you're like so many Americans, you carry around several high balances. and Or it might be you want to uh, double up on your car payments and get it paid off next year. So these are specific ways that we can get out of debt. And when you make it specific, it's much more likely that you're going to reach it. And what you'll find is, if you do that and you knock off a credit card or you get your car paid off in, in, in the next year or two, then it's easier to tackle another goal and then another. And before you know it, you are out of debt. But how does this work on a corporate level? If, if, if you've said, you know, listen, we need to increase our level of sales. And, and I think we can do that over the next year. We're going to bump our sales up by 20%. Okay, 20% is a specific goal. Is it possible? Well, we'll talk about that as we go, but that's a specific goal. That is something to work towards. Just telling your people, hey, listen, we need to increase our sales, that really doesn't help a whole lot. But when you make it specific, hey, listen, we're going for an increase of 20% over the next 12 months. Now, everybody knows what they're shooting at. Maybe you're the pastor of a church and, and, and you feel like you're, you're getting to that point where, where you're, you're growing fast, everything is good, and, but you're not really sure where to go with it. Well, a specific goal might be to add a second work, worship service. Um, it might be even in, in the context of two goals. You might say, you know what, we're growing so fast, we're going to have to either relocate or build a new building. Um, but in the meantime, a short-range goal would be the very specific goal of within the next 6 to 12 months, we need to add a second worship service. Um, you might be finding that your growth um, in the church means that you need to add more connect groups. Well, just saying, hey, we need more connect groups is nice, but that doesn't accomplish anything and nothing will change. But if you put a number out there, if you tell your team, Listen, over the next 12 months or over the next six months, we need to create five new small groups. Or if you say we need to increase our giving by 5%, well, now you've got something to work towards. There's something powerful when you make a goal specific. The, the second thing that we need to do when we're setting goals is we need to make them measurable. We need to make a goal. We need to create a goal that we can actually measure. How will you know that you've hit it if you can't measure it? If someone just says, hey, I'm going to get in shape over the next year. Well, I mean, that's nice, but how will you know if you're in shape? So a better goal for an individual might be, you know what? I'm going to lose 10 pounds over the next three months. That is a measurable goal. You will know the scales don't lie if you've lost 10 pounds or not. And we talked earlier about, you know, getting out of debt. Well, paying off a credit card with a high balance or paying off that car, that's measurable. You will know when that credit card is paid off. You will know when that car is paid off. So, so these are measurable goals. But what about for your organization? Well, obviously, we mentioned the specific goal of increasing your sales. Well, we can measure that. 
you can measure sales. You know, for a church, if a pastor says, you know, we want to increase our attendance by 10% over the next year, well, that's good. That's a measurable goal. What's tougher to measure is when a leader says, we want to be more influential in our market. Well, that's a tough goal to measure. How do you measure influence? If, uh, if a church says, we want to have more impact in our community. I mean, that sounds great, but how do you measure impact? That's why setting goals the proper way is so important. Because when a goal is specific and when it's measurable, and again, measurable has to do usually with money and people. Um, and, and this is kind of uncomfortable when we're talking to a church because we, we don't want to think that way. But honestly, it's the way we have to think. Um, you know, we, we, I've talked to pastors who say, oh, well, you know, I'm not you know, worried about counting. Listen, we have to count because God counts. People matter to God. Every person matters to God. Jesus even told a parable in, uh, in Luke 15. He talked about the, the guy who had a hundred sheep and one of them drifted away and he left the 99 behind to go and find him. I mean, Jesus could have just said, you know, this guy had a group of sheep and you know one of them got misplaced and he went and found it. No, no, he's very specific about the numbers. And so, so we don't have to feel bad about measuring things that help us to grow and help us to have influence and impact. If you want to have influence and impact, you'll never know if you're doing it unless you're measuring certain um, certain things. And so um, money coming in, your sales, if you're a, a business, measuring people, these are very, very important. Well, do not go away. We still have three more important points to help us set more effective goals. But I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This leadership book is so powerful and so effective. Each chapter is short and immediately actionable. There's discussion questions or points at the end to, to help you take what you've just learned in that chapter and to immediately put it into practice. And the 2.0 version of Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond has uh, over 10 new chapters. Um, it's, it's freshly redone, freshly revised, very, very good stuff. It's designed if you're in leadership, management, supervision, or if you just want to be more productive on a personal level. There's stuff about time management, personal productivity, and of course, lots of great, great insights on leadership. So leading into the 21st century and beyond 2.0, there will be a link in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Well, we are back we're talking about goals versus systems, uh, part one. And here in this first part, we're talking about how to create the right kind of goals. The fact that our goals are the bridge that take us to where we want to go. 
It's one thing to want to be successful. It's a totally different thing to have a plan on how you are going to get there. So we've talked about um, specific goals. We've talked about measurable goals. Now I want to talk about actionable goals. A goal is actionable when you are willing to take the steps that are needed to make it happen. This is where most people absolutely fail when they're setting New Year's goals or New Year's resolutions. Because it sounds great to say you want to get into shape. It's a totally different thing when you think, well, you know, losing that 10 pounds that I said I was going to lose, that's pretty hard because I don't like going to the gym. Or I don't like riding a bike. Or I don't like running. Or I don't like walking. Or You see where I'm going. If you're not going to be actionable on the goal, you can say I'm going to lose 10 pounds in three months. But if you don't adjust your diet and add exercise to your lifestyle, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to lose those 10 pounds. By wishing, it's just not going to happen. You can wish and hope and wish and hope. It's not going to happen. The goal has to be actionable. Are you willing to take the steps that are needed. Talked about getting out of debt on a personal level. I mean, it sounds great to say I'm going to pay off that credit card, but that probably means you need to quit using it. That means you're going to need to cut back on your spending. That means you may need to adjust some lifestyle issues if it's just become very comfortable to pull the credit card out when you know you don't get paid for another two weeks. So what are you willing to do? Are you willing to be ruthless? Now, an actionable goal. If you want to increase your sales by 20%, are you willing to step out and hire two new salespeople? Because this is going to cause, you're going to have to make some adjustments in your business if you hire two new salespeople. Because even if they're working on commission, you're still going to have to be there to to cover them and to probably give them give them a salary to start with, at least a base. And and you know, it's still gonna cause some adjustments in your in your your operating budget. Um, if you're a pastor and you realize that you know there's a lot of growth taking place in your church, um, are you willing to step out and begin planning a building program? This is a huge thing. And look, most pastors aren't business people. And so the idea of now realizing that you have to go to your church and say, listen, we've got to either move or build a building. And in the short term, we could add a second service, but eventually we're just going to outgrow this facility. And and, and you begin to challenge your people to give at a higher level. That's tough. And, And a lot of pastors aren't willing to do that because it's tough asking for money. So it's got to be an actionable goal. Um, If you need new connect groups, what are you going to do to start those? If you say, I need five new connect groups, well, an actionable step is I need to train five new connect leaders. Identifying connect leaders, identifying potential connect leaders, and then training them and getting them ready. Um, If you say, look, I've got to increase uh, my company's profitability. I'm just barely squeaking by. Well, what are you willing to do to cut back on your company's spending? There may be some areas where you've just got to be kind of ruthless and cut back on some things. And that's part of being the boss. 
So what are you willing to do? If you say, I want to reduce operating costs, okay, what does that look like? Does that mean you're going to cut back travel budgets? Um, you're going to look for cheaper equipment to rent if you rent your office furniture? It might mean moving into a less expensive office space. But again, it's got to be an actionable goal. You can say, I want to reduce operating costs. Well, of course, everybody does. But what are you willing to do to do it? Number four, realistic. Is your goal realistic? If you say, as an individual, well, I'm going to earn $100,000 next year. Well, that's great. But if you're only making minimum wage right now, and you only work 30 or 40 hours a week, chances are, unless you make some drastic career changes or win the lottery, you're probably not going to make $100,000 next year. It might be much more realistic to look at what you earned last year and then could consider how much more you could make if you got a second job or worked more hours at your current job. Um, if, if you want to get promoted in your company, what can you do to make that a more realistic goal? Um, could you get some more extra training? Could you um, get take some extra responsibility at work to show that you're worthy of that promotion? And then, of course, on a, on a business scale, an organizational scale, where are you starting from? If, you're, if your business only made a profit of 15% last year, which is a fairly normal uh, percentage of profit for a small to mid-sized organization, but yet you say, I'm going to jump up to 25 or 30% over the next year, is that a realistic goal? I don't know. It might be, it might not be, depending on what your market is. But what is realistic? Um, if you want to start a new service, if you're a pastor and you say, look, we've got to start a second service, but you only have one, uh, one band, one group of musicians, um, are you going to be able to utilize them for both services? Now, if the services are back-to-back, -back, yeah, probably. But if you're doing a Sunday morning service or in a Sunday night service, or if you're going to add another service, maybe a Saturday night or something like that, something a little more non-traditional, um, do you have enough worship leaders? Do you have enough service team people who can make that happen? Um, I was recently talking to a pastor who was, who was facing this exact same thing where they've just been growing like crazy, but and they need to start a second service, but they're just not there with volunteers. They've got enough volunteers to, to do one service, but the idea of asking them to come back, you know, some pastors just don't want to keep asking their people to sacrifice. I mean, I'm all for challenging people. I don't want to burn people out, but, you know, we can also challenge people to step up. And, you know, it might be uncomfortable for a few months until you can get some more volunteers, but what is realistic for your organization? And then the last one. And just a quick recap. We've talked about specific. We've talked about measurable. We've talked about actionable. And now let's talk about, uh, we've talked about realistic. And now let's talk about timely. What's the time frame for reaching your goal? You know, a year is a great time frame to work within. You can break the year down into months, quarters, or thirds. Heck, you can break it down into weeks and days if you need to. But when you set a date that you want to accomplish your goal by, 
you establish a deadline. And for an individual, you're establishing a deadline in your subconscious. But if you're the boss and you establish a date, you've established that date, that deadline for all those who report to you. That's why setting a date, even if the date doesn't really mean anything, is still very important. And what I mean by not meaning anything, I mean the world's not going to end if you don't reach your goal. But still, setting a date adds a sense of urgency. Setting a date just creates something inside of our people that now they've got something to work towards. It's a very powerful thing. Um, When I worked for the police department, I did this all the time with people that reported to me. I would we would we would have particular projects going on and I would set dates. And and these dates, again, it wasn't like the world was gonna end if the date wasn't met. But I found that by setting the date and then just occasionally reminding them of it, it pushed them forward. It gave them a sense of urgency. It gave them something to work towards. So having having a, a calendar open in front of in front of you when you're looking uh, at your organization is so important for every leader. And, and again, this doesn't matter if you're the, the number one leader or, or, or somewhere else on the food chain. Having your calendar in front of you is important. Um, when do you want to start that second service? If you tell your key team, listen, um, in six months, we're going to start a second service. So we need to have enough musicians. We need to have enough service team people, enough volunteers that can make things happen. Now you've given them a sense of urgency. You've given them something to work towards. Um, You know, if you realize you need new connect groups, what's the date that you're going to start those new connect groups, especially if you're going to have to train leaders? And so if you say, okay, on on January 1st, we're going to, or early next year, we're going to kick this off. um, Now you're giving them something to work towards. So don't be afraid to use the calendar. It's a powerful tool for every leader. When you're um, setting out uh, guidelines and direction for the next year, don't be afraid to set dates. Don't be afraid to say, listen, by um, April 1st, this is where I want our sales to be. And then by um, August 1st, I want them to be at this level. And by setting those dates, you're really, really giving your people something to strive for, something to work towards, and you're creating a sense of urgency. So just a quick recap, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. And I realize these aren't new concepts, but I tell you, they're concepts that I have to be reminded of every day. Well, now it's your turn. I'd love to hear from you. What are some things that help you set goals in your life? Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Just drop your email address in, and it'll be a great way for us us to stay in touch. And I'll I'll never give your email address out. That's just for, for, for my list. But it's a great way for us to stay in touch. And next time on Leading and Learning, we'll be looking at how to create the right kind of systems that will stimulate growth in our organizations. So, until then, until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep setting goals.